Hey there, Subscription Box Basics fam. Julie here, and I've got some super exciting news for you. My favorite event of the year is happening in less than two months. For those of you who don't know, it's called Sub Summit, and it's the conference for Subbox businesses. Renee and I are going to be there, and you could potentially join us for free. You can learn more at subsummit.com, but don't wait too long because ticket prices are going up soon. Come on, let's make some memories together at Sub Summit. So, you want to launch a subscription box and don't know where to start? Girl, you are in the right place. I'm Julie Ball, a subscription box coach, and your host here at Subscription Box Basics, a podcast for new and aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs that want to avoid overwhelm. So grab a coffee, some pen and paper, and let's have some fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Subscription Box Basics. I'm Julie Ball, your subscription box business coach. Today, I'm talking about opportunity cost and a new-to-me term called ROTI. I won't make you wait. I'm going to tell you what it means. Return on time invested. This quick episode is going to walk you through this exercise that a colleague of mine went through with me, and then I'm going to finish it up by asking you three questions and giving you some things to think about as you are determining your own ROTI. Let's just... First of all, start and like explain what this is. ROTI stands for Return on Time Invested. And it's just a quick and easy way to gauge whether something is worth the time that you spent on it. You know that like those mugs that you see that say, just spent 30 minutes in a meeting that should have been an email or, you know, something like that. I see, I feel like I see that meme all the time. Um, this should have been an email. So that's kind of talking about this whole ROTI. And I used to think of it as opportunity cost. Like, what could I be doing instead? Like, is this worth the opportunity? Is the the time that it takes to do it, is it worth the opportunity? So the reason I'm talking about this is because it's summertime. And I don't know about you, but I like to have a more flexible schedule. I like to kind of trim things down. Um, I'm not saying that I'm doing the bare minimum, but I'm definitely hustling at a different pace. And I've said that so many times in other episodes to have seasons of hustle and seasons of rest. And for me, a lot of times, I take those seasons of rest in the summer. Now, how do I determine what am I going to do and like what's going to get pushed off or what's just not going to get done? That's kind of what we're talking about today. So this exercise that I walked through that was just so eye-opening. And I feel like this should have been something that I had done years ago, but it was so impactful for me in this season that I thought I'd share in hopes that it might help you too. So the exercise you're going to do is you are going to either grab a pen and paper or a notes app or Google Docs, something like that. You are going to write down all the tasks that you do, just literally brain dump. Like these are the things that I do for my subscription box business every week or every month. After you write down all those tasks, I want you to highlight or underline the essential tasks. So what I mean by that is the things that absolutely have to get done in order for your business to succeed. For example, product curation, shipping boxes, customer service, like those are essential for you to run your subscription box business. So go down that task list and highlight the essential ones. And I'm not saying to toss the rest, but ask yourself, do those uh, tasks that you did not underline, do they help you build your business? If so, okay, keep them. 
But this is an opportunity for you to kind of trim the fat. Like, what are the things that you don't need to do? So after you've written down all your tasks and you've identified and highlighted your essential tasks, take all that information and write your own job description. Yep, I know you're an entrepreneur. You probably don't have to have a job description because that's very corporate America. But trust me, this is worth it. Write your own job description and write down the bullet points of those essential tasks that you would do. Just imagine that if you, um, in corporate America, we call it the bus book. If you got hit by a bus today, could someone grab this book and be able to do your job? I know, kind of morbid, but that's what we called it at the time. But write your job description and put in the bullet points of the things that would need to get done if you were out of the office for whatever reason. And here's the next step. Write down time estimates next to them. And I like to look at these as kind of like, how many hours a week do I spend on this task? And then you can kind of figure out where your time is going, where it needs to go. Because remember, you've trimmed it down to just the essentials. Add up all those hours and figure out how many hours you would need in a week to finish that. I bet you it's a lot lower than what you're actually putting into it. Again, this isn't saying to, you know, do the bare minimum all the time or to like not do anything that's not essential. I get that there's going to be things that we like to do. I get that there's going to be things that are fun to do or, you know, maybe aren't essential, but it's in our wheelhouse. So we do them anyhow. This is just an exercise to help you see like what that bare minimum is and what your week could look like if you just did the essential tasks. It might take you a while to sit down and write this, write down all your tasks and like draw up your own job description and then put down those time estimates. But I guarantee you, it's going to be eye-opening. It's going to help you see if there's gaps. It can help you determine like, where are you wasting time and identify that return on time invested. So now you've done the exercise and I told you this was going to be a quick episode. So I'm going to finish up here by asking you three questions and giving you some things to think about as you look back at your job description once you're done. So the first question is, what are you doing that you don't need to do? The answer is to find things that you can trim, find ways to simplify and to systematize your tasks. That's the first question. What are you doing that you don't need to do? The second question is, are you focused? So for example, when you sit down to do all those tasks, how productive do you feel? Or do you feel like you're all over the place? The answer here is to plan your work. I love the Pomodoro method. If you haven't heard of it, it is a time management system and it helps you work with the time that you have rather than against it. So you break your workday into 25-minute chunks separated by five-minute breaks and those intervals are referred to as Pomodoros. And there's a really cool online timer, and the website is pomofocus.io. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's P-O-M-O-F-O-C-U-S dot I-O. And it allows you to create the Pomodoros or the short breaks or the long breaks. And you write in your tasks and you start your timer and you kind of just like have it on your desktop. It's really, really helpful. So the answer to that question about is, are you focused? 
is to get focused by planning your work, have your top three, like what are the three most important things that you need to accomplish during this work session or this day, and then use pomofocus.io to help you stay focused and to give yourself healthy breaks. So the third question is, are you ready? Are you overcommitted? All the people pleasers, raise your hand. Well, let me give you the answer to this one is say no to more. When people ask you for something, or especially when it's your time or your product, think about that opportunity cost or the return on your time invested, your ROTI. If you don't feel like it's going to be worth your time, and and you can look at that in many different angles, and that's okay. If you don't feel like it's going to be a win-win or if you just don't want to do it, if and if it's not essential, you have the permission that you need to say no. You do not have to say yes to everything. In fact, I was in a season of my career when I was just excited to be asked to collaborate and to be a part of things, and I said yes to everything. It led to burnout. It led to the feeling of overwhelm. And honestly, it it made me drag my feet because there were things that I didn't want to do or that I felt weren't worth my time, but I was already committed to them. So the three questions, again, to recap are, what are you doing that you don't need to do? Are you focused when you actually sit down to do the work? And are you overcommitted? I hope that this quick conversation was helpful for you as you are evaluating your own summer schedule and any other times when you need a mental health break, or you need a physical break, or you just are feeling weary, and then you can refer back to your job description, look at those essential tasks, and make sure they're covered, and just give yourself the permission to take a break on the rest. You don't have to be everything to everybody. And with that, my friends, I shall wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please follow, rate, and review this podcast so that others just like you can find it, and I'll see you in the next episode.